Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey y'all, this is Devin Hassan, sports editor at the Mesquite News and the Red Light Lake Short Times, coming to you with some rapid reaction from my game tonight. I was at Mesquite Memorial Stadium for 11-6A football uh, cross-town rivalry game where Horn took on North Mesquite, and it was Horn that was able to take care of business uh, to win a game that was a lot closer than I think a lot of people expected. Uh, 28-14, uh, they ride the legs of Ben Wyatt, who scores all four touchdowns, including a 46-yarder uh, early in the fourth quarter that really kind of put the game away. Um, you know, gave them some breathing room that they've been trying to get against a really gritty North Mesquite team who I thought played really well at times. You know, it was the horn ground game that kind of that really controlled things for the most part, uh, particularly early on. Ben Wyatt finished with 21 carries for 103 yards in those four scores. Uh, but Davisea Gabriel, their quarterback, just really killed the Stallions with his scrambling ability. He had eight carries for 156 yards in the first half. And, um, you know, a little bit more on him later. But, uh, you know, he was just really their most effective weapon in that first half. Uh, the story in the second half was the Horn defense, uh, who just put the clamps on a North Mesquite offense that had been able to move the ball at times early on. North Mesquite in the second half runs 36 plays. 26 of those go for zero or negative yardage. Uh, included that was eight sacks. And um, of their seven drives in the second half resulted in four punts, a fumble, a turnover on downs, and an interception by Evan Williams that sealed it uh, in the final minute. So, you know, a good win, good bounce-back win for Horn coming off that game against Rockball Heath. An important uh, win for Horn because it takes a potential three-way tiebreaker out of effect. They have Tyler Lee next week uh, in Tyler in his, what it now is boiled down to a winner-take-all for the fourth and final playoff berth out of 11-6A. If they would have lost... There could have been a three-way tie for fourth if they beat Tyler Lee. They still could have finished in that tie. But with that 16-point loss to Rockball Heath, the tiebreakers were not in their favor, and they would have been out. So important from that standpoint, important from a momentum standpoint. As for North Mesquite, again, there were positives to draw from this. This was a stallion team that kind of came in limping. You know, they just faced Mesquite, uh, Rockwall, and Longview, you know, three playoff teams, and they had just gotten blown out in all three of them. So to be able to hang with the playoff contender tonight, uh, I think was really important for the growth of their program in their second year under Tim Cedar. You know, they Liam Thornton, their junior quarterback, who was moved into the starting position midway through this season, had his best game to date. He, you know, he completed 17 passes, 17 to 35 passes for 178 yards. Uh, you know, he replaced Kamari Thompson, uh, who did a fine job at quarterback, but he's used in so many roles, you know, from playing defensive back to playing wide receiver to punting. You know, he does a little bit of everything for this team. And he was a leading receiver tonight. He has nine receptions for 109 yards. And that duo hooked up on touchdown passes of 39 and 25 yards in the first half. And, you know, North Mesquite led twice in this game. But, you know, I mentioned Davizia Gabriel before. His scrambling ability 
on each of Horn's first three scoring drives uh, in the in the first half, it was one of his scrambles of 30 yards or more uh, that kind of set the table for Ben Wyatt uh, to, to complete the drives. He scores on touchdown runs of one, four, and one yard, uh, you know, as uh, Horn is able to take a 21-14 to lead in the halftime. Again, I, I, as I mentioned before, the, defensive, uh, the second half was a defensive struggle, but Horn is able to you know, pull out the big important win and set the stage uh, for that showdown uh, in Tyler next week. You know, I don't know what uh, what Gabriel Staskin is going to be. Braylon Monroe came on um, as the backup, made a couple of nice passes. I just don't know. He's a good athlete. I know he's a standout uh, standout baseball player as well. I don't know if he has quite the scrambling ability of Gabriel, but uh, they're going to evaluate that. We'll see what happens next week, which bling- brings us to uh, – playoff scenarios and you know you always hope it's going to be pretty clear cut and it never is and this year is no different um 11 6 is actually one of the few that's not so complicated because rockwall or at longview rockwall and mesquite were already in and um rockwall and mesquite met tonight and which they're both going division one that was essentially a, a seeding game rockwall just with Jackson Smith and Jigba, just check out some of his highlights on, on Twitter, on Facebook. Just ridiculous again. They're just too much as they win 66-42. to So Rockwell wraps up the top seed in Division One. Mesquite will be the second seed. Longview, the defending state champions in Division Two, Looking every bit the part, you know, as, as someone who can repeat as they win their 25th straight game. 49-79 over Tyler Lee, a Tyler Lee team that had played pretty much everybody close all season long and just no match for the Lobos tonight. So they'll be the number one seed in Division Two, and whoever wins that Horn-Tyler Lee game next week will be the second seed. You know, kind of looking ahead in 12-6A, uh, you know, there's still some questions there. Waco Midway and Temple met tonight in a battle of district leaders over there with Midway winning 52-28. to So they pull into a tie with Temple for first place. Uh, they're both headed Division Two. If, if form holds next week, Midway will be the top seed. And Temple, uh, despite a, a very good season, uh, their reward for making the playoffs is probably a trip to Lobo Stadium to take on Longview. Uh, outside of that, Colleen Shoemaker is in the playoffs. Uh, they're five and two in district. Harker Heights is four and three. Belton is three and four. They're still alive, but they had a, a head scratching loss tonight to Waco, who entered tonight without a district win. And so, you know, while Belton's still alive, they're they're kind of limping into the in the finish after that loss uh, tonight. But regardless how that shakes out with tiebreakers and whatnot, all th- any of those three teams will go Division One, so it wouldn't change the top two. Um, Shifting gears to 10-6A, Saxe and Wiley. Saxe was in already entering the week. They take care of South Garland, and Wiley holds off North Garland as they both improve to 5-1. and one. They stay, stay tied atop the standings, uh, clinch playoff berths. Rowlett, uh, a, a wounded Rowlett team, falls to Lakeview tonight, uh, 39-13. to The Patriots' first win over the Eagles since 2003. And all of a sudden, uh, this... This playoff race becomes a lot more complicated because Naaman Forrest also defeated Garland tonight to move to 3-3, three and three, to just one game behind both Rowlett and Lakeview. And Naaman Forrest plays Lakeview next week. Saxe has their rivalry game with Rowlett. You know, a lot of people I think right now would peg Saxe as the favorite to, to win that. So there's a chance that Rowlett, after being tied for first place just a week ago, could fall to 4-3. and three. 
So how does that complicate things? Well, if Naaman were to knock off Lakeview, that creates a three-way tie uh, for third place between those three teams. And Rowlett, we've talked about them being the cardiac kids with all their one-point and two-point games. Well, that doesn't bode well in point differential, especially considering they hit the maximum negative amount uh, against Lakeview tonight. So name it for us, if they were to win, would essentially have to win by two points. And that would knock Rowlett out of the playoffs for the first time since 2004 and send Lakeview and Naaman to the playoffs. So Rowlett, I know they want to take care of business against Saxe. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, they lost 48 nothing last year. Uh, I, I don't think there's that big of a difference. There wasn't that big of a difference in talent then. It was just one of those games that got away. And they're certainly not this year as well. But, um, you know, just as kind of a safety fallback plan, they're going to be rooting for Lakeview. And so is Saxe, as strange as that may sound, because if Naaman and Lakeview were your two teams to come out, they're both going Division Two, which kicks Wiley, which no one really considered for the longest time, considering everybody thought Saxon and Rowlett were going to be your Division One, you know, avoid Allen Bowl, uh, you know, competitors. Wiley would be kicked up to Division One, and since Wiley beat Saxe by one point early in the season, all of us, all of a sudden, Saxe is faced with the prospect of facing Allen in that first round, and that is not something they want either. So. A lot of drama to be played out in 10 6 next week. And as far as looking ahead for them, 9 6 has even more chaos based on what happened tonight with McKinney knocking off Prosper, in a, or I should say Jesuit, in a 24-21 victory. Um, Prosper fell to Allen, as was expected. Plano came out and lost 28 nothing to McKinney Boyd. So now all of a sudden, even though Prosper and Jesuit are still in at 4-2, and two, um, Plano, McKinney, and McKinney Boyd, or Plano McKinney are tied at three and three. McKinney Boyd is now two and four, and all of those teams have a chance to get into the playoffs. It's just, I'll let the nine six say guys, uh, I'll let Matt and Taylor and Kendrick and Brian break down the tiebreakers because it'd give me a headache at this time of night trying to figure it out. But, uh, <clears throat> Certainly a lot of chaos uh, created tonight by a lot of upsets. Uh, not to mention Plano West snapping their 34-game winning streak or losing streak. Has no bearing on the playoff race, but um, that was one of the big focuses on Twitter tonight was the Wolves uh, snapping that skid at the expense of Plano East as they rally from a huge fourth-quarter de- deficit to win in dramatic fashion. Um, 758 Division I uh, is, is got... More chaos. It's just very similar to the other. The other uh, Poteet, really impressive tonight. They defeat Tyler John Tyler on the road, thirty-seven to fourteen. Bouncing back from that loss to West Mesquite a week ago, you know, a lot of people kind of thought uh, Poteet may be trending down. Seth McGowan was out there, outstanding running back. He was well. He was out again tonight, and and Poteet took care of business for a huge win as they go to four and one. They wrap up a home field game, playoff game. In the first round, and they go to they play McKinney North next week, and if they win that game, they want to share the district title and a top seed. So you know, a huge win for Poteet tonight. Across the way at Hanby, West Mesquite was not able to capitalize on the momentum uh, off that last week's win as Sherman beats them fifty six to twenty seven. As West Mesquite falls to two and three in district, Sherman improves to two and three in district, and Texas High win beats uh, Wiley East. And so now they're two and three. So, um, you know, three-way tie for fourth place going into the final week. Uh, West Mesquite and Texas High 
uh, meet next week. A lot of people think the winner of that game will get the fourth and final playoff berth. But Sherman plays John Tyler. And if Sherman wins that game against a John Tyler team that you know has had some ups and downs this year, it creates all sorts of potential three-way ties uh, for that fourth and final playoff berth. And then point differential becomes involved. And again, there's so many different things that, that, that go into those three-way tiebreakers with the point differential. We won't know a lot of those till those two games are played next week. So no sense speculating, speculating on it now. Uh, again, the most likely scenario is West Mesquite and Texas High. The winner is in. Uh, but again, anything can happen with the Sherman team that was very impressive tonight in, in scoring 56 on a good West Mesquite defense. So... Again, in all these playoff races, there's so many questions that come down to the final week of the season. So we'll have much more to talk about that as we break down the tiebreaker situations on Monday. Uh, one quick shout out, though, to Sunnyvale and uh, District 5, 4A Division 2. They dispose of Lincoln tonight, 49-12. to Another blowout victory for the Raiders as they move to 9-0. and Wrap up the district championship and clinch the number one seed in the playoffs. Uh, that's important, but you know, no game is easy coming out of that bracket because the ultra competitive uh, 6-4A Division II waits in the first round. And Sunnyvale found that out last year. Uh, they went undefeated through the regular season and then ran into perennial power Gilmer, who was able to beat them in the first round. So, but anyway, for tonight, anyway, it's all smiles for Sunnyvale and congratulations to them on another district championship. Uh, you know, again, this uh, a lot to, to sort out during the, our podcast this week, and certainly next week's rapid reaction will be able to wrap up a lot more in terms of uh, based on the chaos that happened tonight. I'm expecting a, a, another wild finish next week. So, thanks for listening tonight. This is Devin Hassan signing off, and we'll talk to you then. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all. StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.